What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asin. Welcome back, everyone, to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. I personally cannot believe it's already been a week since the last episode where I was verbally attacked on the street of New York City, but here we are. A lot has changed. I have another job offer for a second part-time job, so things are moving right along in this city. I just had a visit from my mother and my mima aka my grandmother where they came into town and helped me truly get organized and unpack and you know really get the apartment to look like a real apartment ricky and i are definitely living it up right now we've had a couch delivered bedroom furniture delivered so the apartment is finally looking like a real apartment and i'm very excited for next month because the first tuesday of the month is when we do our see you next tuesday episode where ricky and i do talladega nights talladega life we should say um where we go over everything that happened in the month of our time in new york city and a lot has happened um so it's a very exciting thing to go into later on but this week i have a guiltless pleasure that i always have but it hit me more. I was, you know, setting up some furniture incorrectly, may I add. I actually built my dresser upside down by putting the legs of the dresser on the top of it. And I didn't realize until I needed to put the cabinets on the dresser that it was upside down. But anyway, while building this, I was listening to Heidi Montag's album, Superficial. And Ricky was laughing, saying, oh my gosh, I forgot you like genuinely listen to this because you like it and obviously i've talked about like bad you know reality star albums things like that for being my favorite kind of music but instead of just making like that generic of a guiltless pleasure i wanted to go kind of in depth on that and give out some of my faves of my top four guiltless pleasure albums And I'm going to start out today, actually, by going over Paris Hilton's by Paris Hilton. Yes, she's a self-titled album from her production company, which is Eris Productions, in 2006. I can't believe it. I feel like it was actually longer than that. But in 2006, Paris Hilton released her first album with the single Stars Are Blind, as we all know, which has been featured in Promising Young Woman, and I think every person who has seen that movie has texted me and said, oh my god, they play almost the whole song, and if you listen to This Is Paris's most recent episode on her podcast, she talks about how that song was featured, and how the anniversary is coming up, and how she originally filmed a video that was so sexy that MTV wouldn't even allow it. And they actually had to refilm a different version. And this video is now re-uploaded on YouTube in 4K. So if you have not seen Stars Are Blind, definitely check it out. It is one of my favorite songs. It's definitely an earworm. And I think it's a beautiful song. The message is so important. Um, Paris says, I've got a heart and soul and body. 
and let's see what this love can do. And I think it's so special because when it comes to love, it really is about the soul, not about like who it is. So I definitely love Stars Are Blind. And a second song that's really popular from that album is actually Jealousy, which we know is, you know, advertised to be about Nicole Richie when their friendship had ended, saying that she had a, like, you know, an, I'll say an itching for fame and she used Paris for it. And um, that was the song that was used for that. So it was a really good marketing scheme. And yeah, it's a good song. Not my favorite song, but it's one to be noted for just the history of it. My other favorite songs, though, on this album besides Stars Are Blind is Nothing In This World, which you can watch a controversial YouTube video of the music video because... Basically, in the video, she makes a loser, you know, type of kid who's like maybe in middle school, her hot boyfriend. So, got a lot of shit for that. But the song is really good. And the last, well, actually, Turn It Up and Screwed are the last ones I'm going to mention. And I think Screwed has such a fun chorus going like, Since I'm already screwed, here's a message for you. I'm, I'm, da, da. Um, so yeah, those are the ones you need to listen to. So if you're writing this down to add to your Spotify or to your Apple Music, Paris Hilton by Paris Hilton, you need to add Stars Are Blind, Nothing In This World, Jealousy, and Screwed. Now, this next album I'm going to talk about is actually not a reality star. Actually, she is nowadays. She did get her own e-reality show, but I wanted to go over Ashley Simpson's album, Autobiography. I will say this album does slap, and the song, Pieces of Me, is the one that everyone knows, obviously. But my favorite song from this album is called Shadow. And we are led to believe that it's supposed to be about living in, you know, Jessica Simpson's shadow for her entire life and the negatives that came with that. And I related to this song when I was in high school specifically. Um, I was in a musical theater school and there's only one other boy in my grade and he got every lead Um, and every musical and every play we did and also from being you know gay versus the straight people I had in class in my other high school so I went to two schools went to an art school and academic school I really felt that because of who I was that I was living in a shadow of someone else's dream uh, because I got to see other people live it before my eyes and um obviously i can't blame that all on being gay i love that just from not being as talented as other people and singing and dancing um but i did feel a lot of time in my life that i was living in a shadow uh because i was not fully being myself so that song really resonated with me a lot when i was younger i would listen to that and like cry in the car like thinking like how hard my life was if only I knew how easy it really was but yes when you are at high school everything does indeed seem like the end of the world all right next album is oh my gosh I was gonna say is not about a reality star but she also has now become a reality star um, but it is none other than Lindsay Lohan and I am talking about the album speak 
this album is so good i mean some of you may know the song first from you know furby's furby's oh my god like the robots know herbie fully loaded she has a song first which is like i want to come first any other girl in the world like any yes that song right there hope you guys enjoy my singing um but this album features songs that are so much better than first nobody till you symptoms of you disconnected oh my gosh these are like angst and hardships and relationships and it just is everything they were such important songs to me still are i think her music is so strong and obviously rumors that's a badass song like that's like one of the og like piece of me songs and Lindsay lohan really was that girl and what i want to say about all these albums and the next one that i'm going to talk about is that i find it sad that these albums were discredited because of who you know these women were or are and honestly like fuck that because these women are all rock stars and they produce like some top quality music my last album of my like holy four is superficial by heidi montag now this album has flavor it is i can't even i just i mean she works with people who worked who wrote britney spears's music and even lady gaga helped write this album superficial the song is iconic because there's lines like they say it isn't fair that i wear diamonds to breakfast and i know i can't help it they say i'm superficial some call me a bitch they're just mad because i'm sexy famous and i'm rich and um it features the line it ain't that easy it ain't that easy but it ain't so hard and i love listening to this album when i do the is it the elliptical or the stairmaster both actually um i think it really gets me in that mood and additionally after that when i'm working out i will listen to look how i'm doing and i'll do it and those two songs are killer i'll do it is like I'll be your blonde tonight, stilettos and fishnets, if that's what you like. I'll be that hot mess, a schoolgirl in curls, whatever you like, whatever's your type, baby. Like, it's so, like, sexual, but so fun and so hot. Reminds me of, like, Victoria's Secret edible lotion. They used to make your tongue tingle on the bus. Like, the girls would give me, like, somebody would, like, all eat it. And then another song the last song i'm going to mention from the album that is really good is one more drink the beat is super fun but if you have free time look up fashion um, by heidi montag and then also do fashion by lady gaga that song was featured on confessions of a shopaholic which is one of my favorite movie albums which you can no longer get on any you know like subscriptions like you can't get it on apple music or on spotify but if you look up the songs individually you can hear them but fashion was a song that lady gaga wrote for heidi montag that she did not use and it is a song that is meant to be known worldwide and if you guys didn't catch what i was listing off i will put it in the description my favorite songs that we can add it to your apple music spotify or if you're converting things on mp3 still you can do it that way so yeah make sure you stay tuned or i should say read the description 
That way you can catch all those amazing songs. Now, something I want to go into next is a big announcement. And it's not my own life announcement. It's just an announcement that has been a long time coming. And that is the official list of the cast returning to Vanderpump Rules, which is going to start filming the new season. Now, this is going to be including Alicia Vanderpump, of course, Tom Schwartz, Tom Sandoval, Katie Schwartz, Ariana Maddox, Sheena Shea, Lala Kent, Kennedy, sorry, James Kennedy, Raquel, and we do know that Dana will not be returning to the show, um, but you know, it's kind of sad to see this list. Obviously, there's a big difference because we had a lot of people that were fired. We had, you know, Jax Taylor, you had Kristen Dowdy, Stassi Schroeder, and in that we lost Brittany from being Jax's partner, and we lost Bo, and it was, I don't know, it's just, it is sad to me because the show, even last season, I was saying was not what it used to be. It was, you know, more disappointing than I could ever you know, I don't know, it just, there was no real drama, they were at a point in their lives where they were at a standstill because they were waiting to have children or whatnot, and now the cast has all had children, and, I mean, we lost the two guys that we knew from the middle of the season and were racist and whatnot, I mean, they had a lot of horrible allegations, and a lot of them were proven to be true, so I am glad that that's the chopping block, but, um, I'm not saying that I'm supporting Jax Taylor and Stassi and all that, but I do think the show will be nothing without them, and that's just my honest opinion on that. I just don't see there being any success without them gone, because the Toms and their wives are interesting, but not a whole like show-worthy, and I think with Lala having a baby, it's going to change a lot. I know that, um, additionally, Charlie is the only newbie who is returning to the show, and I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's so blech, and, um, I think the idea of the show is kind of over. Andy Cohen talked about why the show was so successful from the get-go was because these people on the show had friendships that were over 10, 15 years old, and I think when that has changed because they had to get rid of some of the cast it is definitely going to change the whole show's dynamic and with Lala Kent having her baby my friend Brooke put it in a good way that she's going to be quoting the whole time after showing up completely late to filming to do a confrontation scene and saying I'm a mom I don't have time for this shit I need to take care of my baby and I do think that's going to be a big excuse um or storyline that's used over and over again for Lala, which I do love Lala. I do listen to her podcast, Give Them the Lala with her and Randall. Um, so yeah, and Stassi has a podcast still right now, which is on Patreon, and that one is not free. You just have to pay to join. But while I am talking about Vanderpump, I do want to give a congratulations message to Sheena Shea, who had her baby, I believe it was today, 
Her baby's name is Summer Moon Honey Davies. So congratulations. I'm sure she's very sad. I'm sure Bravo is very sad that they start filming next week and they missed out on filming her giving birth. Maybe they already had a camera crew or they hired someone to be on standby for that. That way they could use it as an intro for this season. I mean, Lala already had her baby too, so I feel like they missed out on some big milestones on filming. Um, so I think it's going to be odd that the main storyline will be taking place after the events have actually happened in real life. But I will obviously be intrigued and finish the show out to the end, even on the new season. And now going into this week's pop culture recap, I want to know who actually watches the Oscars anymore. I mean, seriously, we had the option this week of watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta Reunion or watching the Oscars, and I can say that the only movie I knew that was nominated for something, like the name of, was Soul and Promising Young Woman, and I don't know what even won, honestly, anything. I think I saw that Soul won a category from Twitter, but um, the Oscars viewing was at an all-time low this year about 9.85 million viewers tuned in which is more than 50 more than a 58 percent drop from last year um which had an all-time low of 23.6 million so aka the oscars needs to be cut and we just need a reward show not a reward show an award show i mean for real housewives because uh or just a bravo one like forget the oscars like no one cares also like what movies really came out this year like nothing that special that i could even think of but speaking of what really was important that night the real housewives of atlanta reunion did air and i will say that i was not the biggest fan of drew this season and I have said previously in other episodes that I love Drew and her acting um, when she's been on podcasts as a solo person. I think she's great. I think for the show, she's overcompensating to guarantee a spot to be in the next season. But there was a lot of inconsistencies of what she was saying. Even in a past interview with Shamia and Portia, Drew talks about how when she was at the party we see in the finale, which is the Christmas white elephant party, that she only threw hands at LaToya because LaToya threw a mannequin head at her before the wig had hit her. And if you watch a playback, the wig drops at LaToya's feet, and even then there's a six feet distance between LaToya's feet and where Drew was. So the mannequin head was nowhere near and never to a point where it was threatening. So I think she definitely you know, fabricates her storylines, which I understand because it's television. Um, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know, I can't be on the bandwagon that much if it's that inconsistent, you know? Additionally, someone on Twitter tweeted a video of the editing of this episode one of The Real Housewives of Atlanta Reunion, and that being, (laughs) there is a video of... Andy Cohen talking to Drew about her experience having someone's baby's daddy in jail and then him asking the question to Candy. Now, when he asks the question to Drew, Drew's husband is behind her. And when 
he asks Candy, the husband is also there. But when you see the answer that they used in that moment, Drew's husband is gone, which means they used an answer that was about, you know, something else or could have been about Candy's daughter, um, but used at a way different time in the reunion. And it's actually going to be from part two or three of the reunion that's actually misspliced because you can tell that Shamia is there and she's not there till episode two or three of the reunion. So there are some inconsistencies and it does show you how on Real Housewives they do crop and splice things to make it better TV. And obviously we know that, but usually it's not that easy to catch. There are Real Housewives news when it comes to Real Housewives All-Stars. We know that Kyle, Luann, Teresa, Melissa, Ramona are all off to film Real Housewives um, All-Stars and Turks and Caicos. And we also know that people are surprised that Melissa has been asked to be on the show. But apparently to be on the show, we also have Cynthia Bailey um, additionally, Kenya Moore, and I think that's everyone right now, because it's supposed to be eight housewives. But I know that there might, there's rumors that there's two surprise ones. So that's what we have right now as like official pictures of them being on the island. But I did learn that Andy was looking for people that were in the show for more than nine seasons or that were OGs who have been on for a long period of time. Now we know my opinion is it should have been women from the past seasons who are no longer on the show because obviously I think we miss them and we would love to see them come back in some way. Like a lot of rumors were that Tamara was gonna be there or Jill Zarin would have been there, um, but that's also the two that are rumored to be actually, so is Vicky Gundelson, are the ones that are rumored to be surprise appearances. And it is already said that Ramona and Kenya have already started fighting in the house. So we have that already going on. And another Real Housewives news, I do want to mention that I saw Leah from Real Housewives of New York outside my window at work the other day. She was wearing a crop top velour jacket with some, you know, like workout pants and a cap and she had no makeup on and she looked gorgeous. Like her skin was like dewy and glowy. It was kind of the morning. So I don't know if she just did something on her face or what she had done, but she looked glowing and radiant. And no, I did not go outside to talk to her. Um, or I would never say that I met her. I would just say that, like I said earlier, I have seen her. I saw her at work. Um, I think a lot of people think that when you see someone that means like, oh, I said hi, but obviously I was inside a building working at my desk, so I did not get the opportunity to go outside and say hello to her. We do get the Real Housewives of Dallas reunion trailer, and that came out today, and we see that Brandy and Carrie had to film from their hotels. So they have Their chairs look like giant iPads with their faces on it, and we additionally have you know, some moments where we see tension. We know that Carrie is possibly getting a divorce. We do know that Tiffany, I believe, calls, no, I'm sorry, Deandra calls 
Stephanie a doormat and she says well maybe it's because I'm a good friend but I don't think that's a reason to defend yourself being called a doormat and we see the biggest question we want to know the answers on which is the videos of Brandy's man apparently having an affair and of course that was the last second they showed the trailer so I cannot wait to see what gets you know revealed from this I've been so curious for so long and I had a whole episode on this, so. But another, you know, news on Housewives, there is rumors that Sheree is coming back from, you know, the past seasons of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Her man is getting out of jail this year. And people, actually even Andy said, um, he doesn't always necessarily fire Housewives. Someone like Sheree comes in and out because there's years there's nothing going on that much or they need breaks. And then when they have more of a storyline, they can always come back. And I think that's what he likes to do with Sheree. So I would love to see her come back. Honestly, someone's got to check someone, boo. And um, yeah, that's very exciting. I think that's it for Real Housewives updates. Additionally, we've all been surprised this week. It was like Efron's new face. I would like to have some answers. To me, it just looks like an allergic reaction. Some people are calling it fancy Squidward. Um, but if you have not seen what I'm talking about, Google Zac Efron uh, 2021 to see a little different view of what he looks like. Also, Hilary Duff had a major announcement this week of joining a spinoff show for Hulu called How I Met Your Father, which is a spinoff of How I Met Your Mother. And we know she chose to do this role because it will film in California and she wanted to keep filming there because Younger is filmed in Canada and this is easier to maintain her you know family life with having all her kids around her so I definitely understand that um, but this has now made it rumored that the Younger spinoff has been scrapped so we will stay tuned and keep listening to those rumors and when it comes to Siesta Key you know my favorite reality show I just have some news that most people don't even know who I'm talking about anymore, but Canvas from Sister Key has now started doing OnlyFans work, which I'm not shaming. I'm only promoting. Um, I just haven't heard from her doing anything in so long besides her move and leaving the show. So I'm glad she's getting some work out there. And I think that is it for this week's Guiltless Pleasures pop culture recap. And I want to thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. And yeah, if you enjoyed it, give it a five-star review and a comment. If you listen to this on Apple products, such as, well, I guess you can listen to Spotify on this, but Spotify, you can't leave a review, but on Apple podcasts, you can. So if you feel like leaving a review, please do. And until next week, stay guiltless. Guiltless.